Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Round 16 team list. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you had a good rest and you weren't missing uh, fantasy too much or having too many withdrawals. It was definitely good to have a little break uh, and I hope you enjoyed the international rounds. We'll, uh, we'll have a little bit of a, a chat around those games as well in another video, but we'll start here with the team list. Just get that information out to you. You can make your trades, get that sorted and ask your questions from there once you've had a little play around. So Eagles v. The Storm kicks off Thursday night here in round 16. So pretty excited for this one. The 750 game there, and yeah, plenty happening. We have a potential for Ryan Pappenhausen coming back. He's in the the 19 jersey, so just be aware of that. And obviously, being round, uh, you know, in the first game of the round, there's a good chance that he could be could be playing there. And if not, round 17 could be a potential time to pick him up. And if not, from there, we obviously spoke about him with Scoop there. If you haven't watched that recent video, then jump in and check that one out. There was plenty of uh, plenty of gems in there from from Lockie there. And Pat was one of them that we, we think is in that top sort of three to four wing fullback. So he's definitely going to be an option at some point over the next few weeks. But it might not be this one. It might not be in 17 either. We'll just have to wait and see with obviously a slightly higher break even there. Ruben Garrick's one of those guys we spoke about being in that top four as well. So if you don't own him yet, probably wait until round 18 and you can make that decision from there. Tupelotu is a, a guy there with, with Cola that uh, have been making a decent amount of money. And, and Cola could be a trade out in 17. We'll speak about him Obviously, a little bit more next week heading into that buy round. On the Storm side of things, we've got guys like Grant Anderson, and definitely I think he's probably the one to go. Seve's been playing pretty well. You've got RMEA. There's a few guys that they could potentially move on for Pat when, when Meany goes back to the to the, uh, to the the wing there. So, yeah, definitely plenty to think about. Joshy King's in the 10 role, and Brandon Smith keeps that 13. But again, still someone I'm not too excited about. Ola Kowatu is obviously a decent one, and Schuster keeps losing cash, so he could be an interesting one to think about in as, you know, potential cashy or cash out if he keeps getting that low, but uh, probably not one to think about until probably next year when he can get uh, hopefully a starting role somewhere. Knights v. Titans. So Pong is out this week, guys. We lose him for, for the one week. Texi comes in. 
and we see Milf and Kloon in the halves. I still don't think any of these guys are trade-ins. Only potential trade-ins in the forwards would be guys like Clemmer and Barnett. Yeah, Frizzell also a decent option as well with him being out of that origin setup. If I had to rank them in terms of scoring, I would personally probably be picking up Frizzell at that slightly lighter price. You've got Clemmer a little bit higher there who's been scoring really well. And then you've got Barnett who is at the cheaper price point, but I'm not sure if he's going to be a strong keeper through the rest of the year. So just keep that in mind. Kurt Mann, I wouldn't be looking at uh, trading in at the moment, even though he has his uh, 13 rollback and did pretty well last week. We moved to the Titan side of thing, and really not too much to talk about. A few guys have brought in Sexton over the last few weeks. He had a couple of good rounds, and last week not so much. Just be aware with him that it's going to be up and down for sure. So if you've traded him in, just be aware of that, that you could you know, be wanting to rage trade him pretty quickly. Uh, but he's someone that you need to hold because he's going to have that up and down games. And up against the Knights this week, this could be the one where he comes out and has a good crack for sure. In terms of anyone else in this side, we've got McIntyre who's, who's made a bit of cash now. Don't look to pick him up. Both for more, if you're holding him still, you could probably still hold another week or two. And then I think move him on to a slightly better keeper. Tino, it could be an interesting one in round 18, 19 or 20 there. He's been scoring pretty well. And if he can go on a bit of a run and sort of, sort of carry this team, the Titans, to potentially get closer to the finals. Obviously, they're pretty low down at the moment, but they're going to need a bit of a run like they did last year. And we saw what Sexton did in that back end of the year. So definitely something to think about with those guys, but that's only people I'll be thinking about at the moment in those two teams. Panthers will be the Roosters, and I think it's time for Isaac Tungor to go. They don't play round 17, all right? And that's the issue with, obviously, the Roosters as well, having played, both of these teams played in round 13. And I think, you know, Tungor's the one that hasn't been scoring as well. You had the good score from May last week. So, you, I said, so I think you can definitely hold him for round 17 and then make a decision next week. Tungor, Crichton, I think, are the two guys to potentially move on. A few people brought in to all last week. And yes, you saw in Origin as well, he had another great game. So that's how I be, would be playing the Panthers outside backs. Cleary's going to be a must-have very, very soon. Round 18, 19, I think will be the way or the time to get him if you have traded him out or if you never had him at all. And we move to the forwards now. Isaiah Yeo's going to be a clear keeper come the end of the year. He's averaging 60. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Liam Martin. He's, he's been sort of up and down with his scoring, but he has been the whole year. So... Fisher-Harris and Coruscant, the other two, to potentially think about. But again, with them out in round 17, it doesn't make a, a lot of sense there to pick up those guys. Rooster side of things, Teddy we're going to want at some point. I think you should hold off until 18 or 19 for him. Manu, similar story with that one. If you haven't brought him in 13, then, then don't do it now. And then you've got Crichton. You know, Rhett Radley's back this week, which, which is an interesting one. Back in that 13 role. I don't see him as being an option. I know a few people brought him in you know, recently. Oh, sorry, previously. Uh, before he got injured, but I'd be staying away from him. Sam Verrill is also back. Again, someone I would be steering clear of, at least until we work out what's happening post-origin, because a lot of things change then. When, when injuries and suspensions come along, that's when some of these guys get bigger roles, or it's like, oh, we need you to step up a little bit, carry the team a little bit more, just for the fact that they've been out for a good period of time. It's like, well, you haven't got the, the minutes in the legs where a lot of these guys have been playing every round and playing the big 80-minute roles, so... You can see, you actually see those ebbs and flows over the season where it's like, okay, we need this group of people to step up a little bit more and then the other guys can you know, recharge a little bit heading into the finals. So Verrills, I think, is someone that's very interesting because he can have those you know, stints where he gets 50s and at that cheaper price could be a sneaky one. Nat Butcher's moved to the bench, guys, so I think it's time to sell him. You've got Egan on there and Watson, so a few big minute guys on that interchange. I just don't see Nat getting the minutes that he needs, so it's time to move on from him. Dogs feed the Sharks, and some interesting ones there, obviously, on the dog side of the ball. They don't play in 17 either. Avrilo, Karaz, 
All guys that you should be holding this week at a minimum, and we can make a decision on them next week. Burton's a must-have, whether it's this week. Still making some cash. We spoke about in uh, that video with Scoop that if he you know, just, just scores a 50 or 60, he's still going to make some money this week. So you can pick him up now, being that clear center best option. Maxi King, I'm holding definitely this week. We'll make a decision on him from there. Raymond as well, hopefully a, a decent minute game for him. Asked to start again this week, and Tavita Pangai in the 13 role. So... Very similar to how they lined up last week. It'll just be if uh, Raymond ends up on the bench or not. Shark side of the ball. We have Talakai, still a half a potential option. You've got Raymond, you've got Malatalo, all solid options in that outside backs in the centres there. Will Kennedy, a few people have asked about him being a potential cash out. Look, he has a definitely chance to, to score okay, but he has those negative games in him. If, if he does that and you have to play him that week, obviously not ideal at all. So... I'd just be steering clear of Kennedy. We'll wait and see what cash outs come in round 17. Ken McInnes, if you're thinking about him, I still think it's like, mm, do we wait until round 17? If he gets those 50 minutes again, I don't think he's worth it. If he can get it back up to that 60, then he's definitely going to do well. And he has that attacking, those attacking stats in his game or back in his game that he had you know, previous to the injury. So Ken McInnes, I think, can have a good run, but let's just hold, probably hold off on this week for him. If you own him now, you're just holding steady. Cowboys feed the Broncos. Scotty Drinkwater is definitely, you know, we spoke about it as an honourable mention, as potentially someone that you'd pick up at some point. I don't think it's now, given they played in round 13 there. Tamalolo, again, just probably waiting until 18 for him uh, with that, that lighter game last week. Nanai, he's playing now, so if you still own him, you can, you can hold on for another week. I think moving on in round 17 is probably the way to go. In terms of the other guys on this side, there's really not too much. Robson's, you know, obviously one of the clear top three or four hookers, so... With them not playing in 17, I'd probably wait until 18 or 19 for him, uh, with him playing the 80 minutes. If you've got Ezra Mam, you're holding steady, obviously playing in round 17, which is awesome. Cobo, I think, is going to be, again, a wait and see as to what you want to do with him in an 18 or 19. If he can continue to step up as the, the player that he's been, then he could do really well. Adam Reynolds, again, you probably want to see him play this week and hope to see that his ribs are okay, he's running the ball, he's doing everything he was before to average you know, in that high 50s before you look to pick him up. Payne has been named again. He you know, came off with a, a, bit of an, a bit of an issue on the weekend and, and has still been named to play. So very, very interesting. I need to find out a little bit more from NRL Physio before this game, I think before we can make that decision, but they obviously have a few guys that could come in as cover there. We spoke about this team being a squad there that is going to have a few guys out with Origin next week with Carrigan Haas, obviously Kate Well there in the back, uh, in the back row and the front row there. And uh, someone, you know, Keenan Palacia uh, has been someone that a few people have mentioned at that 266 price. They could potentially get a starting gig next week and be a half decent cash out. So we'll leave that uh, up to next week. In terms of our last game for Saturday, we had the Bunnies v the Eels there. Latrell's back. That's the biggest news in this one here. In terms of the other guy, you know, what you want to do with Latrell. Will he play Origin? That's going to be the question. If he thinks he's a decent chance, there's probably no point picking him up now. Coming off a hamstring injury, he has done a lot of extensive rehab. He's looking great, feeling great from what I, from all reports, but for him, we want to see him on the park first, and that's what I'd be doing. If you've got Lockie Ilias, him starting here, they do have Cody Nicarima in 14, so there's every chance that he gets hooked again for Cody some at some part during the game. They are up against the Eels, so if they start pretty poorly, I can see it happening in the first 30 minutes. If they're doing well, there's probably no point in changing him just for the sake of it. You know, you want a, a young half to be pretty happy in his role. And obviously that, that hooking last week or last game for them 
was you know obviously tough on him, but he's going to learn from that and hopefully he can improve. But his break evens obviously through the roof now, and he's going to drop a lot of cash. If you own him, it's probably worth just trading him out now. Um, thinking about one of those potential cash outs, whether it's a Palacio or something like that, that you'd like to move him on for, you can upgrade elsewhere. Probably not worth just, you know, he could potentially come out and get a 15 or 20 in round 17. It's like, well, is it worth losing that 100K to get that 15 or 20 just for that one round? I'm kind of personally thinking it's probably not worth it at this stage. We're going to want Cook and Murray. We'll wait till after round 17 for them. On the eel side, keep holding Panasini. He's been great. Uh, Dylan Brown, obviously a solid pickup, but eh. He's been going up and down with his you know, high 30s, 40, with the random good score. Moses, obviously, decent as well. And then you got Reedy. He's uh, bane of my existence at the moment. Probably in named in the 12 role, but there's a decent chance that Madison doesn't play. So just be aware of that, guys. He's dealing with some issues at the moment. So what they would do there, I'd say Neocore would probably come into the 12 role. Papali'i probably goes to 13. So that's the, the slight issue at the moment with no Nathan Brown. Uh, to, to cover that 13. He's in the reserves, for example. They could, I suppose, bring him up. But we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, this being one of the later games of the round makes it a little bit tough. Shawnee Lane's been solid, but I wouldn't be looking to pick him up. All right, a couple more to go. Warriors v. Tigers there. Reese Walsh coming off a couple of good games, which is an interesting one. Ewan Aiken has been moved to the centers now. So my worry for him is that he stays in that position. And if he does, I just don't see him being worth it. In this Warriors uh, squad that... Hasn't been you know, scoring too well, hasn't been playing great and, and not winning many games. I just don't see the opportunities to come for him to average that mid-40s to 48 that he has, has been averaging currently. And I think he's probably a trade-out. So if you have moved him on, great. If you've held on until this point, he could be someone you could have as an upgrade target. Try and move, <coughs> sorry, try and move him to a, to a Matty Burton would be ideal if you can do that. Um, and if not, one of the edges, obviously, if, you, if you're covering, using him to cover that position. Volkman, again, you know, he's going to have this game and then a game off, so I think you can still wait on him. He's not going to be too expensive after round 17 when you're looking to pick him up. We see Tohu in the, in the 12 role. Does he interchange with Curran? I'm not exactly sure, but overall, <coughs> sorry. Overall, he's, uh, he's going to be getting that 80 minutes or close to it. I think you better hold him, and yeah, with him being such a cheap price now, you can deal with it if he gets a, a low 40s. Obviously, it's not great for his scoring, but in terms of the cash losses, they aren't going to be too crazy for him. So that's that with, with him. And Karen, I'd probably wait uh, another week, obviously, until round 18, potentially pick him up. Okay, in terms of the Tigers, not too much to speak about. We don't see uh, Dewey at all in the starting side. We see him in the interchange. And a few people are asking about him. Let's not talk about him at all until we get him in the starting side. That's going to be the biggest one there. Hastings was you know, scored a little bit better. A few people were saying, oh, do I just hold him now? I think you do. You can get a, a 40 or so out of him in round 17, and then you can move on from there. Tualangi, let's wait another week on him, potentially round 17 pickup. And then you've got Garner, I think just too expensive now. Uh, Brown gets the, the nine jersey, which is interesting. So we see no, uh, no little being in the reserve. So interesting to see what, uh, what forms there. And if, if he can get a spot next week, then that could be ideal as well. Last game of the round, we got Dragons v. the Raiders. Not too much to talk about on the Dragon side. Everything's pretty well stock standard. We see Jaden Sewer get his starting role back, which is cool. I don't think he's an option. And you know, Amone, are you holding him? Are you selling? Either way, Cody Ramsey's been making some cash, which is good. On the Raiders side of the ball, Savage still doing well. At least holding for this week when we make our decision heading into round 17. Good thing is we are, well, average thing is we see Chance on the interchange, but he's not named in the one jersey. So just be aware of that. It's the last game of the round. 
I don't see why they would change their team right now. I think they can use him for 15 to 30 minutes, maybe through the middle as a bit of a spark plug if they need it. Uh, but I don't see the reason for him being changed with Savage at this point. Tarpany, a great option. Obviously, uh, getting pretty expensive now, but with them not playing 17, that's a slight worry. And Elliot, we're holding all the way through. So guys, I hope you enjoyed that video. Got plenty out of it. Got you guys thinking. As I said, send in your teams for me to analyze and send in those questions. I'll be able to help you out across uh, the next couple of days before the Thursday night game. Have a good one, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.